Marcelo Pierce, gentlemen, welcome to the show. I'm genuinely happy to happy to be talking to you guys. Glad we can make this happen. I think um, with the down, if the downfall is the gym's closing, if the upside to it is I get to see you guys today, I'm gonna be happy with that. You know, so I'm really happy to have you guys. And um, yeah, so welcome to the show. Pleasure, pleasure to be here. Pleasure to be here for sure. Awesome. It's been a while. We've been talking about it. Yeah, no kidding. I'm happy uh, we can make it happen too. So. With that, kind of, um, Pierce, you could start us off. Um, take us through kind of your, so people get to know you, just like a bit of your transition from uh, high school to where you are now. Like, what was that process like for you leaving, and then how did we get here? Okay, so transitioning from high school, it's kind of like pathless. Uh, where I'm from, you're kind of thrown into five years of high school. So I was able to just kind of lollygag through without yeah. any direction. And then I decided... Uh, I wanted to be in the trades, just was best for me. So uh, I finished up my like second year of grade 12 with uh, some trade-esque courses, like a little bit lower. I had done things in academic. I went down and applied. Yeah. And then I kind of found stride and I said, sweet. So let's <laughs> go the trade route. And then I had been uh, referred to this instrumentation course, 30 mm. minutes out of town, uh, Haleybury, Ontario. Okay. Near New Liskert or Timiskaming, yeah. uh, which is like actually kind of a major hub. It's really close to Quebec, so big little hub there, big little. Um, <laughs> and then I got uh, into my instrumentation. I got into that route, and then uh, I loved it. Just calibrating, tinkering with little yeah. instruments and having them do things for you. I loved it. Uh, come to like come to the end of that, I couldn't find any work. I had summer jobs and yeah. a few mine sites. And I found out that like I just loved working mine sites, construction, like that was for me. Yeah. And then uh, I decided that I would add a little bit more to my education, and I did uh, electrical. Okay. And then that started a whole apprenticeship, and yeah. that landed me here in Sudbury. Was with a, an apprenticeship in the electrical field. Nice. So where did you where did you start? Like you said. Um, it was Timiskaming was what, like 30 minutes or something for you? Where was yeah. the smaller community? So my the original community where I'm from is Kirkland Lake. Oh, Ontario. okay, yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah. Okay, nice. Interesting. So, Marcelo, kind of yeah. off of that with the same, similar kind of question or where you started. So, what's funny actually, and I don't think many people, or people will know this and they'll find out now. So, Marcelo and I went to like grade school together, like back in the day. And they used to count like grades, yeah, you know, like when it was like grade or grade eight or yeah, something. Yeah, it was like uh, I don't know, was that primary, junior, senior? I guess I don't know what the, the technical uh, middle call school, it. I think. Yeah, <laughs> so that was crazy, and so but then we parted ways. I went to Lockerbie, and you went to Llewellyn, correct? That's right. That's so right. Take us through kind of that transition from leaving Llewellyn to kind of how we got here. Yep. So leaving Llewellyn, I went to university. It's kind of what was expected from my family that I did the IB program yeah. at Llewellyn, so which is kind of accelerated for quote-unquote smart people. <laughs> I'll have everyone know that I'm like too easy going for that kind of high-stress <laughs> academic life, but it's kind of what was expected of me. My sister didn't yeah. know that, so it's like the path is there, just take it. Yeah. And after graduating, I went in to Carleton University for biomedical and mechanical engineering. Okay. So that's kind of like prosthetics design, like uh -huh. medical equipment, things like that. Yeah. 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 And that's from cool. there, I didn't 
five years. I ended up staying a little bit longer just because there were a couple couple little setbacks, and I was like, you know what? I kind of like programming stuff. I'll try a little bit, little bit of computer science. So mm -hmm. I picked up a minor in there as well. Um, now, in those five years of university, like that's like such a strange part of life where it's like you're you're away from home yeah, and you have so best. much freedom. Yeah, you, you discover a lot about yourself. No routine. Uh, no routine. <laughs> skip class if you want. Like, there's no attendance. Who yeah. cares, right? Yeah. So I'll be the first to say my attendance was freaking awful, but <laughs> I, I never failed the class. Nice. <laughs> I graduated, and after graduation, it feels like life again just changed gears. There's always something that you'd be procrastinating on at school, right? Yeah. Yeah. And suddenly it's like, well, this is gonna be the same until until you retire, basically. Yeah. Just find a job, grind it out, and so now with COVID and all that, I'm working from home with a with a robotics company. Oh, cool. So we're just trying to like automate the industrial aspect. So like welding things. Uh, a lot of our customers are like agricultural. Yeah. So like tractor parts and stuff like that. Um, so kind of getting distracted here <laughs> but that's kind of where I'm at now so I'm just doing like a software engineering job and nice. it's it's been it's a path it wasn't a very direct path but yeah. you know eventually you make it through it loops around yeah. <laughs> awesome so, did you guys have something similar in your first year and a friend of mine referenced it and or said it and the way he worded it made me go aha that's what I'm gonna call it from now on he said the first year of university or college or whatever post-secondary thing you decide to do mm -hmm. is always a write-off. <laughs> For a lot of people. Yeah. I've yeah. had a lot of friends who completely changed programs or realized what they were enrolled in was like totally not for them. Mm -hmm. Again, I don't know, I've got some opinions on the academic system, but it's, you're asking a lot of a 17-year-old kid to determine what they want to do for the rest of their life. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. When when I was seventeen, I was like, I don't know what I'm gonna have for dinner. And to be honest, I still don't. <laughs> but you know how it is. Like, you don't have any exposure. Like computer science. That's mm -hmm. uh, one of the minors I picked up. Right. Yeah. I've never programmed anything in my life until like third year, and I was like, that, this is pretty cool. If I uh, had that exposure, yeah. maybe I would have gone down a different route. Right. Right. You would have tried sooner or something. Yeah. So. Funny, I want to touch on something you just said. You said you have your opinions on the academic, like the system. We're not going to, we won't dive quite into it, but if, you, if uh, I have a magic wand and I wave it and I go, Marcel, you can fix one thing with the academic system. Not thinking of any consequences or anything, I wave magic wand and boom, poof, tomorrow morning this whole thing has changed. What would that be? That's a tough one. Um, I think for right now there's a big push to get people into universities. Mm -hmm. So it's very like white collar jobs. And I think that we should be pushing a little bit more of trades because right now there's a high demand for it. For sure. And then, and then like high school is always like, oh, academics are best. Mm -hmm. It's the route that you need to take. Mm -hmm. At least that's the impression that I had. Yeah, me too. So maybe I'm, I'm generalizing a little bit, um, but these are the kind of biases that I've seen. Mm -hmm in my experience and I think that that's kind of a dangerous mindset because we create these labor gaps and then we oversaturate certain fields mm -hmm. so for example like it's so hard to become a doctor because mm -hmm. everyone's trying to be a doctor it's like 
maybe sometimes that's what their parents want or like what's expected of yeah. you and honestly there's nothing wrong with being a contractor or electrician who can like if you start your own business you can make just as much money and yeah. sometimes live a more satisfying life and also creating student that's yeah <laughs> like, that's yeah. all one of the shortcomings <laughs> of the academic system yeah for sure no kidding like i think i had probably I think, I don't know about my college semester's cost per se, but it was like probably five grand a year tops for mm -hmm. the full year, right? And typically those courses are as much as they feel condensed at times with the amount of material you have to cover, right? That is still, it's three years tops, right? For yeah. some of them, I mean, depends on what you do with that first year. <laughs> but, yeah. You know, but uh, yeah, I think with that, there's a lot of, issues with how much money you're spending not like if they said oh it's 10 grand a year but your program's one year long like all right well we know what we're in for but it's like oh it's four to five years and you're kind of not making the right choices right off the bat which is weird because that 17 to 19 year old to like 23 year old or whatever you need to that's the time where you get to make those mistakes yeah right because we have so much time like you can make probably in your life three or four really big catastrophic mistakes and recover from all of them mm. especially at the age we're at at least and it's it's kind of fascinating but i didn't know you were in carlton like you were in ottawa at the same time i was up until like 2022 um or 20 no I that's now back. sorry 2018 <laughs> yeah i graduated <laughs> 2019 yeah. so I don't know when you were in Ottawa again. We just reconnected like yeah. three weeks ago or something. <laughs> <laughs> it was like 20, uh, it was graduation 2015 uh, to 20, yeah, 2018. So roughly then. Yeah, I guess we were in the same town then. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. I think, uh, do you know, you know my buddy Chris White? Yes. Right? Yeah. He brought up your name a couple of times. Like, what? Small world, but okay. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I went to like summer camp. That, like, I've known that guy for years, like over a decade. Yeah. Probably right now. Ridiculous. But. Shout out Chris White. Die laughing. Yeah. I dated his girlfriend ex girlfriend's oh, oh no. like roommate. It was just yeah, it was a good time. Good guy. Good guy. Love guy. Another write off, eh? Yeah. <laughs> oh man. I hope she watches the show. Shout out to you. You know who you are. But uh, anyways, yeah, I'm gonna get some mean messages back. But yeah, so with with that though, I think that's that's a very interesting like a way of looking at how college and university is kind of pushed differently, which is very, very weird. Where like I see it as now a lot of people I know are, are like, man, I'm going into trades, I'm going into trades, I'm going into trades, and it's probably the better option right now, mm. right? Like you come out of university and you have like a, I see some people with like a 16 to $18 an hour job, not like not guaranteed hours and you're working in your bedroom. You know, yeah, yeah. like it's it's tough. Whereas like more trades people now, I notice they're just very, very like, I'm working. I work fifty hours this week, man. Goddamn. Like, yeah. I don't. You know, I'm not just wait. We're not waiting. There's a lot of people like ah, I don't know what I'm gonna do for work. I don't know. And it's yeah, yeah. It's the bad. construction field is always hungry. There's yeah. so much, so much room. Uh, another thing too is I'm finding like when our parents were preaching for us to go to school, college, and stuff like that. Mm. Like, diplomas meant something. So, I have two diplomas now. One for electrical, one for instrumentation. Nice. And everywhere that I've applied, they haven't meant jack shit at all. 
But my parents always preached this, like, get a diploma, it means something. But yeah. nowadays, it really seems like a diploma is, like, the equivalent of, like, your high school diploma. Yeah. It seems like everything's kind of just, like, worth less. And there, I feel like yeah. the whole, like, the push out of high school, same thing with, like, all the fear-mongering of, like, you need to learn cursive, and you need to be this, and you got to go to cursive. university. Like, low-key low just said, I can't read cursive. <laughs> but there's, I, I just, there's so much like, fear-mongering, and, yeah. and it's, I find, like, the school system was, like, so reactive right. and not proactive. So there was no, like, well, let's develop you into something you like. Like, you're, like, tradey, you know, you like to work yeah. with your hands. And, like, like, physics, I picked up quick. Nothing else I picked up quick, but physics was, like, real. Right, yeah. it was like something maybe a tradesman would understand right. very, how things very work. Very applicable, yeah. Very applicable. So, yeah, like I, I noticed too. Like if I, like I'm bringing myself into the magic wand situation here, nice. and it'd be nice if they could be a little more uh, proactive. And I'm seeing yeah. that now more so. It's like everyone is, and the world's so reactive. Like, is COVID not a topic where we're just reacting rather than being proactive? Right. Like, it's just, it's just, we're hammering being reactive, reactive. And it's That's like, brutal, I think, man. I think if we look uh, back or if we, like where we are now, we look forward rather yeah. than just reacting to what's happening now, even like with that school, with the school system and people not getting the jobs they want yeah. or, or being forced into like what Marcelo said, like into jobs they don't like. Like maybe if you could look into the future, <laughs> if the school systems or academic system could help you do that. Because I was told, uh, well, I did like a little. I think it was a program on uh, one of the computers, and it tells you like what you should do. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And <laughs> like uh, my parents, exactly like I think I got that. mechanic and like forestry, nice. like so, cutting down trees. I could see that. But not until recently did I know that. Uh, of course, I'll forget what they're called now. But uh, people, some people, uh, arborists, arborists, they climb trees say, and they yeah. cut them. Yeah, that's like, insane. If you knew me at all, like I, like I would, I'm like down for a good uh, tree climbing, you know. And I, <laughs> and with a chainsaw in my hands, even better, even better. I had no idea. I had that's no so idea. Yeah. I had no idea. And the same with there's so many jobs, even like HR, yeah, which is like super high paying or like a safety official, like on a mine site. Yeah. What high school course do you take for that? You you need to go work construction, lose two fingers, and then they put you on the safety on the safety committee, right? <laughs> and that's that's what I mean. Like there's there's not only like is there oh, man. is there like uh, there's there's like no site to get people to where they gotta go. There's so many jobs, and yeah. there's like how do you get to it? What's the prerequisite? Yeah, how you do know, you find that path, right? Yeah. Right now, Pierce, that was a very specific example. Do you know somebody with two? Uh Fingers cut off that works an officer. Oh, oh yeah. 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 <laughs> like, that's well, way too specific. You work, you work in a few mines, you'll yeah. see a lot of limbless people. <laughs> so just going Jeez. back to that careers program that Jeez. tells you what jobs are are uh, recommended for your personality and stuff. Yeah, what was yours? Mine, believe it or no. not, was vending machine servicer. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I went through that. Did you fill I, out? I did that questionnaire three times in a row. And number one, three for three, was vending machine servicer. There's no way. Like, what? Like, I don't even eat things out of vending machines. Yeah, good job if you own them yeah. yourself. You ever see that yeah. on TikTok? A little uh, vending machine yeah, uh, so many mogul? <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, how much do they cost up front to, like, uh, fill? I don't know. You probably get some discount. Well, like, it's got to be cheap. Bulk. It's yeah. got to be cheap. Bulk prices, right? Mm. Vending machines and laundromats. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> So I want to go back to that, uh, you mentioned uh, something, Pierce, with um, being proactive instead of reactive. 
what have you guys kind of done as of late, or I guess as of late as in the last couple like months as code's kind of done like a, it's almost like resetting. Like two years ago, it was nothing, and then now, oh my god, and now we're doing the same thing, except we're now really frustrated with it. <laughs> um, but yeah. what have you guys been doing um, proactively, let's say, that uh, people could do as well? Because I'm kind of sick of it. Oh, like just like for the themselves yeah. throughout this COVID yeah. thing? Like what have you guys kind of been doing? Oh god, like just staying healthy. Uh, like now that I'm in the workforce, right, we're out of high school, um, <laughs> working is like the sole driver of my, uh, my, of just like who I am, it seems. Yeah. Same with my metabolism. I sit down on the couch, so like, this is Sudbury specific, but that strike, yeah. when I was, I was off for work for 20, 20 weeks, it's not that the strike was 20 weeks, but I made oh, a yeah, few mistakes. Right. I made a few mistakes, and maybe a couple of those uh, big mistakes you're talking about. You're like, oh, it was one of the four. But uh, yeah, like just not moving, yeah. the things it did to me, uh, just being someone who's trained in the gym their whole lives and then not being stripped away from it, not moving, not having that, that, uh, that type of like activity I get from work. Yeah. Did it ever destroy me? So now I'd say it's not getting out in a social aspect, but getting out yeah. and just staying consistent. Like routine I've, I've realized is like so important especially like proactively like to just maintain it or develop it yeah. like i've been going skating regardless if it's cold or not just nice. i take care of myself yeah right like i may not go skating for two hours in no. minus 30 but like it's get out excessive. there do something yeah. you know walk. get the blood going because yeah. sitting stagnant like you know yeah. no good no. uh what do they say I, idle hands do the devil's work no, right yeah, yeah. Idle hands do the devil's work. It's true. It's true, baby. Motion's lotion. Yeah. So, yeah. Man, that's, I like that. I like that a lot. There's something to be said where... So this week, um, my buddy is looking to be the first person. So he's training to be in July. He's going to attempt to be the first person to swim around Manitoulin Island. Right um, on. Right, to raise money that's for impressive. MS. Oh, it's going to be... It's absolutely stupid. It's like between 350 and 400 kilometers on Lake Huron. That's it's going to be a month. Yeah, it's this astronomical challenge. So me being me, I'm like, yeah, man, I want to help you out, you know, support you, do it can, you know, yeah. hop in the pool, swam a bunch in my life, like, no problem. I'm going to swim 10K with you, or at least one day, like one leg. He's like, right on. So for the past bit, we've been training a couple times a week in the pool. Pools are closed. Mm. Mm. We went for a run on Thursday at the exact same time that we would have been in the pool. Yeah. Way way worse than going for a swim. I have no thanks. Oh, I'm good. I get to go to a well-heated building and hop in the pool and swim laps? Amazing. Yeah. Start yeah. the car. I, now I gotta hop, I gotta layer up, sweat, get this giant snow beard thing on my face. Oh, yeah. Run like five to eight K somewhere. It was honestly probably four and a half. <laughs> I'll be honest. And, yeah. Um, yeah, so doing that and then keeping that structure as it goes is I think when it comes to people, especially who are have like seasonal depression and other stuff that, like that, that have like I experienced that not to an extent where I know a lot of other close friends of mine have, mm. but more just the season hits, it's darker. Um, thankfully, I'm not underground, so I don't actually, you know, I don't have to experience. You know, I'm sure at some points you don't see summer for a while. Yeah, I don't, I don't see. I don't see sunlight. Yeah. I actually see sunlight on night shifts when I come up. It's like oh. six a.m. Right, so by the time I get bad. out of the shower. But it, and like, night shift is like the destroyer of relationships. Yeah. Some people call it uh, 
not just the graveyard sh- uh, shift, but like uh, like the divorce shifts, just because <laughs> it's divorce. Yeah, just because it's just because <laughs> it's so bad. But uh, in the winter, I don't mind it because I do get to see the see the sun. Jeez. Summertime, like you see the sun for what you can, yeah, but sure, yeah. but like come our our winter months here up up in Sudbury, like yeah, yeah. that's bad. Right on. Seasonal depression yeah. like bites. It's not. It's not good. <laughs> no, it's not good. So Marcel, what is something that you've kind of been doing proactively? Oh boy. Um, honestly, COVID hasn't really affected me too too much. Nice, good. Because like, like I've basically readopted the lifestyle that I had in high school when I was still living with my mom and dad. <laughs> <laughs> so for context. Uh, after graduating, moved to Waterloo because that's where the office yeah. was. COVID hit, and now we're back to work from home. Hmm. And so, cut costs. My parents, they also haven't seen me much in a few years because of school and all that. Nice. So, like, just come back and yeah. work from here. I was like, all right, okay, cool. I bet, yeah. So, from there, like, I only have a handful of friends here mm-hmm. from high school, and we maintain contact. So, nice. my social circle isn't really exceeding 10. Per se, but you know they're they're the best friends I've ever had, really. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then, like I I like to maintain that that routine. So as soon as like gyms opened up, I was going there. I mean, we've basically been going until the most recent shutdown, like what six times a week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's like the same insane. time. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. Same time every day. Like my my day is basically routine. Like wake up, work, get the food in, gym do whatever else like nice. to bring out the rest of the day so oh, yeah so like routine i think is the most important part when the gyms are closed i was i was a mess yeah. <laughs> i was like hey i guess that frees up like four hours of my day oh god yeah, four guess... hours for mistakes <laughs> <laughs> guess i'll play oh, no. video games or something <laughs> yeah, exactly. i did at the beginning of this whole thing i uh who was i talking to i was talking to somebody like a couple years ago back when this kind of thing started i was like and because of the amount of, like, jujitsu I do, uh, and I was doing at the time when it all started, I had a group of friends and I, a group of friends and myself at, would, like, we were this close to, like, just picking fights with people on corners at bus stops. <laughs> like, homeless people, not just, like, being arrogant. But, <laughs> but, like, we're like, oh, we're going we're gonna to start uh, scrapping them, but we're just not going to strike them, you know, if we're about, or we're just going to strike them this time, you know. We're just, like, we're trying to mix it up just to, you know, get out the endorphins as much as we can. I'm just like, hey, we'll give you $50 to scrap us right now. <laughs> okay, look, it's a win-win. I mean, it's a yeah, win-win. It's a, it's a, win, it's a win-win. It's a win-win. So, uh, yeah, uh, desperate times. Desperate, desperate, desperate times. times. Desperate times indeed. So, with that, you guys train four hours a day? Oh, no, what no, are you that's, saying? That's insane. Oh, that's between commuting past, and like, getting uh, changed and freaking lollygagging afterwards. Oh, yeah, lollygagging. But it's usually a good, like, yeah, there's some lollygagging, but usually a good two. Two hours. Like four. What if do you do If it's one of those crazy max out days, maybe two and a half. Like, that's, if it's a full gym reasonable. and then, like, yeah. if, that's there. Yeah, yeah. shenanigans. Like, there's a lot yeah. of weight to be loaded, unloaded. That adds time. <laughs> yeah, a lot of weight to be unloaded. Yeah. <laughs> just so there's just so much weight. Because <laughs> I hear people say that I'm like, man, uh, I have a buddy I went to high school with, um, and he said this a couple years ago. I remember walking into him in Walmart, and he goes, "I came in, he's like, I'm like, man, you look really good. Like, you lost a lot of like weight, and not just like you just look skinnier, but you just like you look fit, man. This is really weird. Congrats." 
He's like, yeah, man, I'm at the gym four and a half hours a day. That's exciting. He's like, what do you mean four and a half hours? So he said it. I was like, I got to know what he's doing for four hours in a like room this size. And he said, I'm like, I'm really intrigued. So Just exercising yeah. the demons. Just exercising <laughs> the demons. Eh? It took a long time to take off like my initial COVID wave weight. Yeah. Oh, man. Jeez. It, it really stacked on. It took a lot of time. I don't know if it took four hours in a 10 by 10 shed. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's a garage. Yeah. yeah. It's a garage. Well, you know, unheated or not, it's still a... Uh... It gets the job done, you know, it oh, keeps yeah. the weight off. You're or, damn right. Damn right. You're damn right it does. So I met you two um, a couple weeks ago in Toronto. I don't know if it was Oakville, Markham, Scarborough, one of the... I think it's Scarborough, no? I don't know. Southern Ontario. I think South of Barrie confuses me. Yeah, yeah South of Barrie. Markham, whatever. <laughs> but um, yeah, so met you guys there, and it was for a powerlifting meet. No. Weightlifting. 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 Yeah, yeah. All right. There's a difference. All right. That it. That goes right into my first uh, right. question. I need you to clarify because okay. I feel I ruffled some feathers. So this is actually a conversation that I table. had with quite a few of my coworkers. Okay. So I requested a few days off. I'm like, Yo, guys, I'm uh, heading to Toronto for exactly this meet that we're talking about. And they're like, Oh shit! So what's this competition? I said weightlifting. It's like cool. So you're like bodybuilding? No, <laughs> no. no. Bodybuilding is more of like. Uh, it's, it's beauty a, contest. It's, it's almost a pageant. It's a beauty contest. Not to not to throw a shade or anything, but it's it's not about how much weight you can lift. It's about like the symmetry and sculpting your body how into you a like piece of art, yeah. right? Then, <sighs> so so that's kind of like the more aesthetic side of I guess strength sports. Yeah, the fitness world for yeah. sure. Then there's powerlifting, which is squat, bench, and deadlift. Three lifts. Ah, uh, I so see the difference. Lifts. Yeah. With and then with those, like, powerlifting meets, typically the amount of weight being moved around is more significant. Like, you'll get up to, like, the 400 kilos for... Yeah, like people are lifting insane weights. Yeah. And then there's weightlifting, which is also referred to as, like, Olympic weightlifting. Yeah. That is the snatch and the clean and jerk. So mm -hmm. it's a two-event kind of sport. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Little less weight, a lot more finesse and technique. Yeah, you don't A lot say. faster. It's a lot faster. More flexibility. <laughs> yeah, it looked like... I liked it. Like, I enjoyed thoroughly watching you guys weightlift. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, compete. I, yeah, compete. And I, I had a blast. So what I want to know, um, we start with you, Marcelo, is um, how'd you get into it? Like, why, why weightlifting? What's that about? All right. So this kind of goes back to my days at Carleton University. Big shout-out to my boy, Quinn. Nice. So, shout-out to Quinn. <laughs> Quinn was always into like when he was in high school he was doing wrestling at a yeah. pretty competitive level and then he's always been doing a lot of like gym stuff and then university happened first year i wasn't really too into weights and stuff like that second year yeah. second year was like freaking turbulent as all hell and then like i did no physical activity whatsoever <laughs> <laughs> so i was weighing in at like 67-ish kilos and i'm like fairly tall oh no i can't even convert that into pounds <laughs> yeah that's i i think i want to say like 150 yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like it's by 2.2 so i'm like it's yeah and so yeah. like I, I was a light boy skinny boy and then my friend quinn he was like yo i want to just see what happens so he he basically <laughs> just kidnapped me and was like you're gonna lift with me son so this guy at the time he was like um 
like he would bench over 300. Yeah. So he's <laughs> a like, unit. He's, he's a Mass. unit, yes. Yeah. Yeah, and Jeez. since he was a wrestler, he also has that cauliflower. Oh, yeah. So, so it's like, no one wants to fuck with him. Yeah. <laughs> so he basically just kidnapped me, and then I was like starting to do a little bit of more, more bodybuilding style stuff, just like bulk up, gain some mass. And then I realized that I didn't really care much for the accessory work or like yeah. that that whole bulking up and all that. I was like, I just want to lift more than that guy. Okay. <laughs> and Carlton has a pretty powerful, like, has a pretty good powerlifting team. Yeah. So there's um, some guys that won, like, Commonwealths and, like, yeah. international meets and set world records. Wow. So there's, like, the strong sense of community and, like, my buddy, Quinn, he was friends with all of them, so me being a new guy and then kind of having access to all those guys, it was kind of a nice learning and situation where yeah. if I was confused this complete unit of a man would be like hey man <laughs> set you straight like try doing this this and this I'm like okay yeah <laughs> yes, I know sir. yeah exactly yes, yeah. Yes. Yes, and sir. then your numbers would start shooting up a little bit nice. and then I got pretty into powerlifting so squatting benching deadlifting yeah. because the Olympic lifts weren't allowed at that gym so we didn't uh, have like bumper plates and the platforms weren't right, like as absorbent. Yeah. Really nice gym, but they very just, nice yeah, gym. No chalk, not right. Uh, you chalk. Could? They yeah. didn't really care too much about. It. No, okay. They're like just don't be a clown about it. Yeah. Don't be LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. So from those powerlifting days, I kind of got addicted to moving more weight, moving yeah. it faster, maybe like one more rep. So I was benching, like basically, all, like just about daily. Yeah. Squatting and deadlifting twice a week each one so mm. so my number shot up and then like I went to go do some some deficit deadlifts and yeah. I was wearing my weightlifting shoes because they really help with the squats right oh, yeah. and then this six foot seven dude strongman competitor he's like yo you're like too flexible for powerlifting you should try Olympic weightlifting I was like okay <laughs> yeah, so I looked yes, into it a little bit more, and I was like, yo, that's cool as shit. Yeah. And it's actually in the Olympics. I'm like powerlifting, so yeah, I was like, true. yeah. Yeah, you have a trajectory. <laughs> right. Yeah, there's the goal. It doesn't mean I'm going to hit it. But yeah. Like, yeah, at least it's, yeah, it's yeah. there, right? It's yeah. cool to see it at that level. Yeah, yeah. and then, so I kind of got, I got really into it, self-taught for six months or so. Nice. And then, like, COVID happened... And then, like, maybe last November, so November 2020, that sounds about right, um, I joined up with the Sudbury Weightlifting Club. Nice. And then our coach, like, he made me less bad. And then <laughs> I kept getting, like, again, it's kind of like the competition with myself, almost mm -hmm. an addiction, where I want to be less lightheaded, for example, as one of my metrics, or <laughs> do a weight for a double, catch it lower, things like yeah. that. So, yeah. It's something that ultimately just stemmed, I guess, like you said, there's a butterfly effect. It was just my friend kidnapping me, making me go to the gym. Yeah. Single-handedly, that's the moment that changed my life. <laughs> so you were kidnapped, and now you lift heavy things. It's kind of like the Honestly, best-case scenario. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> right on. Jeez, that's... Oh, man, that's really cool. That's a cool way that you kind of got... I love those kind of moments when you get somebody gets introduced to something and they're not just introduced to it and they have to kind of figure it out on their own. But you take somebody who's like rather intelligent like yourself and then you put them with a out of their element into a new environment, right? Fair to call it. Yeah. Kind of that. Um, 
but you put them around these people who are like elite high level national world class of this thing and they go and then you see the people like yourself who are very intelligent just kind of picking they're like whoa you know like you're picking their brains all the time and you just you see how they adapt and then it's really cool to see that shift to people right where especially if you're saying you're like i wasn't athletic at all and now all of a sudden so that's really cool man that's really cool so Pierce, same uh, same kind of uh, question, because you, I will say this, and I did make this comment at the meet a couple weeks ago, where I said, you're the only person in your category or your weight class that looked like you could move the weight that you were about to move. <laughs> yeah. So, take me through kind of how you got started in weightlifting, like how'd you get there? Okay, so my dad, uh, competitor in bodybuilding, uh, and then in... The most recent years, he competed in uh, powerlifting with me once. He did a bench-only meet. We'll talk about that later. But uh, so, just my dad himself was into into training. Yeah. Um, very old school, very hardcore. Yeah, he's an underground miner. Oh jeez. Uh, and then he's also he's like kind of specialized in like drilling and uh, sh- like drilling shafts, like yeah. just. Uh, and that's even more of a hardcore line of work. Yeah. So. That she took that mantra into weightlifting, mm-hmm. and I was in the gym at like, I think my first bench press was like six years old, uh, and then I I fully got into lifting. I think I was twelve. I think I have thirteen years in the gym. I was yeah. a twenty-five year old. Um, so I started young. I was I think I was one hundred twenty pounds when I started in the summer of grade eight, mm-hmm. and I just yeah. trained and trained and trained. Jeez throughout my years, throughout high school, and then come, actually it was college, I ended up doing my first powerlifting meet, so nice. most of my training, I'd say was bodybuilding, up until maybe let's say like grade 11, you know, the testosterone yeah. starts raising, starts <laughs> rising, and that competitive edge and that desire, I think, uh, I don't know what the word is, but like to best your father. Whatever that one I is, take the, take the throne. <laughs> so You're the man of the house now. Yeah, so there was like that desire to get stronger. And then it was also just, it was something I did. I was well-versed in it. So I hopped into powerlifting. Nice. Something my dad didn't do. Something I saw as a little more productive. I didn't work in the mine. I was mm. a high school kid. Yeah. So I was like, well, my old man works and trains. I'll just do something that does both. Yeah. Uh, powerlift. So I took all my experience and all his experience, and I put mm-hmm. that into powerlifting. Uh, I did two meets, and I've met a bunch of wicked people in the process. Um, I even some of my training buddies are like little phenoms. Mm-hmm. Had a, like a 17-year-old deadlift 700 pounds, bench 400. What are you saying? Yeah, he's a monster. Jeez, how big of a Keegan Weber? Shout out to you, bud. He's a monster. He uh, he just did police foundations here. I don't know if it's continuing with COVID or whatnot. We've kind of gone to the wayside with talking, but we're still good uh, good pals. And he's a powerhouse. Yeah, monster. Sick. Good. Um, good and him. then so awesome. Kirkland Lake, small community, yeah. strong community. Maybe a little too strong, a little too hardcore. It's just a mining town, right? So it's yes, just yeah. people are there for money and and to party, yeah. drink away the aches and pains from from working. Uh, so when I came to Sudbury, 2018 for electrical, uh, obviously I had to train. I had to train when I got here. Um, and I was still, I'd consider myself attempting to compete in powerlifting. 
and then um, my girlfriend kind of just decided, or not decided, but I have been talking about this weightlifting thing. She's like, are you ever going to do it? Are you ever going to commit? Yeah. And I had always been intrigued with just being more efficient than just being brutally strong. Because, like, for example, my 17-year-old buddy, well, he's brutally strong, right? He's moving 700 pounds, yeah. 17. A vehicle. These, <laughs> yeah. And he actually, he, he was, uh, uh, he was uh, shown on TV lifting a car once. Yeah, his video went viral. Yeah, good for him. That's crazy. <laughs> back of the car in the back of our uh, our workshop at, at school. Jesus Christ. But I was I was a little quicker than everyone else. I was really good at jumping yeah. and like all the prerequisites of sports. But like KL had no sports other than hockey, mm -hmm. which I don't do. And I kind of wasn't any good at sports. You know, like I just I could jump and I could yeah. run, but I couldn't do anything with it. So I said, I'm getting stiff. I'm not getting any more flexible. I'm going to try this weightlifting while I can. Mm -hmm. And then I met this guy. Uh, and then in his pursuit to lift heavier and heavier weights, uh, we've created a bond. And we've been doing the same thing. I've been just trying to lift heavier and heavier weights faster nice. and faster. And I love it. Is it ever different just from training? Uh, you know, chasing a pump. And looking pretty is nice. Yeah. But uh, training in a mirrorless room, throwing around a bar and weights with your buddies. There is no mirrors in that There's no mirrors. Damn. Yeah. Alex. Yeah. You're doing Oh, that's terrifying. Right on. Yeah. Glenn, you, you actually tried a little bit of weightlifting down with uh, with our yeah. that weekend. How'd you find it? Dude, it was, uh, it was intense. I was... Um, I was pretty nervous. Like there was a lot of, you know, when you go into a new situation completely out of your element, right? Like yeah. I sounds know, like right now. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, guys. So <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's awesome. So I go and I found first things first. Everybody really nice and welcoming. Yeah. And it's weird because you see people who are like these savages lifting like heavy ass weight, and I'm like going in. I'm like I know. Like, I'm like, you guys all look like you can lift weight, and I see you moving the weight, and I'm like, I know what I'm capable of. I'm like, you know, I'm more just, like, to grapple and do all that sort of stuff and tilly a little bit here, and then I'm like, um, this is a little out of my element here. But everybody's like, hey, man, nice to meet you. Oh, I think, I'm oh, like, yeah. okay, you know, this is cool. And then the way I look at it, I was like, hey, you know what? Open mind, open doors, right? So I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. just keep an open mind in this that's all i'm gonna do i'm gonna like shut my mouth listen as much as i can listen as best as i can and try to be as focused as i can on learning what i'm doing as correctly and do it as correctly as possible yeah. and then at the end of the whole thing um and everybody everybody's coming up to me they're like man like yo like that was awesome you said you were learning quickly which is really and i'm like like, oh, like, I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, hey, man, wait. But it's kind of like, it was kind of mildly embarrassing when I go to, I go, I like do my snatch with the bar, and then he goes, no, puts the bar away, gets the smaller bar, and I'm like, in front of everybody? Yeah. You're going to do this to me? And then I look around, I'm like, wait, nobody's looking, nobody gets a shit. This is good. And then uh, one guy, I remember Mark, he looks at me, he's like, yo, dude. I started with, I was on that thing for weeks. And I was like, oh, really? He's like, yeah. And I'm like, because I just, I just saw you, like, snatch quite a bit, dude. I don't know what. And he's like, no, no, it's fine. Like, it's, he's like, you do it right with light, and then you go up as he kind of sees fit. 
yeah. I'm like, okay. I'm like, I'm like, so he knows what he's doing, eh? And so they kind of, they know what they're doing here. And he's like, yeah. Kind of looked at me weird. And I was like, yo, Patty, so, and he's like, dude. Uh, I was like, man, that was cool. You know, we got to learn from them. And, uh, and then he's like, yeah, I showed you the video of him, like, clean and jerking, um, what was it, like, the 273, some absurd oh, number. Yeah, yeah. That video. I think. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that was him? He's like, yeah, man. And then I, like, actually started to research, like, figured like figured out who they were. And I was like, oh, yeah, there's some prestige class. to where we yeah. were. I was like, world champions. That's cool. So I was like, oh, to find that out at the end, I was like, no, no. I was like, all right, it probably helped my anxiety a little bit, to be honest. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I was like, oh, I just was able to have fun. It's cool, because when you're new at something, you can have fun learning, mm-hmm. right? Because you know you're like, I'm like, well, I'm never going to be competitive weightlifter like I just don't see that out right now but to do that and like learn it the way I was telling them too um I might have told you guys this as well but being strong is never a weakness you know oh, what yeah. I mean like you there's no way it can't help me training that night or training weightlifting or powerlifting or there's no way it can't help me towards like my grappling goals or to my yeah my, like my swimming goals or whatever like triathlon whatever stuff kind of look towards like oh there's no way doing Olympic lifts can't help you in any way, right? Yeah. It's not going to hinder your Yeah, especially goals. with that grappling example you just said, because I kind of did the inverse. So I tried Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu yeah. once when I was, like, at, like, peak powerlifting g- days. And then the, these guys were like, yo, this guy looks kind of strong, but he has no idea what he's doing. So that's a whole other type of <laughs> opponent that they're not used to within that gym, right? It's weird, So yeah. everyone wanted to fight me because I could just, like hold them and they're like hey this is fun like this is a complete different strategy yeah. from what they're used to because it's such a technical yeah. sport it's fast paced yeah, it's and here I am mid panic attack like no <laughs> no and so I'm just like on top of someone like probably two weight classes higher than them yeah. and they're just like trying to break me so it's just me just tensing up in a ball and they're like hey this is so no, much they fun. had a blast because I don't know what I'm doing that's and, awesome and that's kind of what you could expect from like a street fight let's say that's Not everyone's going to be, like, doing their fancy grapples and, like, it's a, cars and yeah. stuff. It's, it's a little bit more grounded in reality as what they could yeah. expect. So I guess right. I did them a solid. <laughs> yeah. I hooked them up. There was a, I find with people in that, and that's a perfect example, because I think a lot of times, if you know somebody, just with the quick street fight example, nobody, I've seen, like, a handful of them, but I've never, I've never seen, like, elite level fighters get in them. I've seen them just avoid and walk no, away from people. Yeah. And I'm like, what are you doing? I'm like, yo. There was one example in <laughs> Ottawa when I first started. So I was six months in. It was at Nova Unal. And this guy, Pablo, he was like, he spoke Portuguese majority of the time. And just every now and then would throw in details in English. Just He's got a cross tattoo like here. Oh, yeah. Okay. So just a savage. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Very authentic. Yeah, not playing at all. So he's a like a, as gangster as it comes. And he's... I remember we did a seminar um, in November, okay, I think it was November 2019, we did a seminar where Thalys Latis, this guy who trains through Nova Now and was a 185 pound, like, top five, like, UFC contender, and just, like, a world champion, like, Brazilian jiu-jitsu fighter, so he came up to teach the seminar, wow. so we get them teaching first, uh, the Friday night was a uh, gi, and the, oh no, the Friday night was no gi, the, the Saturday was uh, gi or the other one of what I didn't say. Like the outfit, the gi? Yeah, so okay. the gi and no gi, right? Which is basically your t-shirt and shorts versus your, you know, the traditional gi. So, or kimono. And um, so between that, I remember 
we were going and we go all eat after the seminar. It's about seven o'clock. We eat at this. Uh, I think it was a uh, what's a bur what's the name of like a burger place on Wellington? You can name one, and it'll probably be what it is. I'm, just, I'm blanking on burger names. I'm not, I'm not remembering. <sighs> it's okay. It's, it's like a burger <laughs> world or it's something. No, it's North Bay. But anyways, so there's a burger joint, and we all go to eat there. And on our way out, this big guy. So there's like these two guys, and then all of us. So there's like 11 of us, and then these two savages. So there's a group of us, and we leave as we're leaving the restaurant. This guy come. This guy, like, shoulder checks Pablo, mm. and so all of us are like, "Yo, this guy's gonna die." <laughs> like, we're, we're like, we're like, we're gonna have to because we're like, we like, we assume like we know what he's capable of. We know like the work he puts in in the rounds and like what he's been through. Like he trains with Jose Aldo at like mm. Grappling World, you know, like just yeah. elite of the elite with these people. And he's like, we're all like, oh no, we're like, this guy's about to die. Like we're about to watch something go down. And then his buddy comes out, and they're all like, hey, man. And Pablo's like, oh, sorry, man. Didn't mean to. And I'm like, yo, he hit you intentionally. <laughs> He's like, no, sorry, man. And, uh, and then the guy comes out, and he's like, yo, don't be an asshole to my friend. And I'm like, oh, no. So now there's two of them. So now Dallas comes behind him, and they're just like, yo, what are you doing? They're like, yo, stop. Stop. Stop right now. And they're just like, get out of our face. You know, I'm fucking, I'm fucking like, they're threatening these guys, and they're just like, yo, I'm just, they're like, yo, relax. Go back inside. Just go back inside. Just go back inside. They would not stop saying, just go back inside. And then we're all just like... It's freaking out. out. And I'm like, oh, it's going to be good. Pulling out the yeah. cell phones. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, ready. crazy. <laughs> and then I remember them being there like, no, no, go back inside. And then I remember them both going, you know, whatever. And they kind of pushed them back in, shut the door, and then turned around, backs to the door, and kept walking out. You could hear the door cling open. And the guys start yelling again, not doing anything. They're not moving. And they just didn't blink. They just kept walking away, kept walking away, kept walking away. <laughs> and they're like, all right, guys, let's go. And so we all just kept walking away. And we're like, yo, nothing? We're like, you guys didn't? And they're like, not worth it. And I was like, whoa. Go to jail for what they could do, right? Yeah, like, it was just not, it probably wouldn't do much. It probably just de-escalated a certain, like, a reasonable way. But there's that expectation of us being like, yo, somebody's going to get head kicked. It's going to be yeah. crazy. But, no, it's uh, one of those things I'm like, you get to be around people like that and then see all these things that you're able to pick up and learn and then when you start something and i'm sure you both experience this there's like a a very steep peak or a steep curve you hit of your learning curve when you're starting something out mm -hmm. how was that for you guys like did you feel right away when you started weightlifting marcello was it was like very steep or was it more like kind of gradual oh man this one it's hard to describe because there's some days that you feel limber. Pierce, Pierce knows exactly what I'm talking about. It's like <laughs> nothing hurts, and then maybe you're just pissed off or something. You just yeah. throw the aggression on the bar. In those days, like you break, you break records. Mm -hmm. And then there's other days where you think a little bit too much, or you try a different cue, mm. and then suddenly everything breaks. <laughs> yeah, you lose it all. You lose it all. Like, like. At the contest, for example, what, like I missed two out of my three snatches, and a variety of things were like my warm up wasn't what I'm used to. Mm -hmm. It's a whole other location, so like something that's really important for for me and like beginner weightlifters is mm -hmm. there's a spot on the wall, and you just track that location while you snatch. So up, and then when you catch it, you're still looking at that same spot. Mm, that's if that's a little bit lower down. 
you're going to fall forward. If it's too high, you'll fall backwards. It needs to be just yeah. right. And then since I've never set foot on that platform until my first attempt, I was like, oh, God damn, <laughs> what do I do? Yeah. So, like, by the time you try one thing and then try another thing, that curve, it's it's not linear, it's not exponential or anything like that. It, it's just zigzags. So some days it's amazing, other days complete trash, other days are just all basically write-offs, and other yeah. days it's like, yeah, I could, I could lift the world. Nice. So yeah. it, it's a hard one. To, to really answer um, but like like you said earlier if you're getting stronger it's never gonna it's never gonna be a downside no so yeah, like Pierce kind of came in while um, like me and the other guys we were peaking yeah they were peaking and then Pierce just walks in he's like I can squat except <laughs> <laughs> he's dumb strong <laughs> yeah. so he was keeping up with us really well so I think like on your third day you already cleaned Drake 100 yeah <laughs> yeah so I ended up getting like they were peaking right so they were you know like this trajectory talking about this learning curve they were taught and you know honed well enough where they could be allowed to kind of push their limits you know get yeah. some new numbers let's see where they can go with what they got and when I came in, you're talking about this learning curve. I think there's maybe a few different charts, a few different metrics, like yeah. flexibility, speed, yeah. strength, uh, ability to just not be dead. Endurance. Like, you know, just like, uh, yeah, like, uh, not be dead. Yeah, yeah, I don't even know what you'd call it. Just being able to come in six days a week or, or whatever it may yeah. be. But for me, my learning curve was stunted in a way where, like, I wasn't very good, but I was thrown into good heavy weights really yeah. fast. Yeah. But the thing was, I was so stiff, I just let the weights kind of crush me, and they would be in the right spot just because they were so heavy. Yeah. But in reality, like, I'm, when I was doing 100, like, ta it, like if we're talking about this learning curve, I was maybe only ready for 60. Mm -hmm. But since I was so strong, yeah. I was just able to just throw up more with the boys. Right. But definitely, like, that learning curve you're talking about... Uh, for for me, I think it's been rather like it's been rather horizontal, <laughs> and there's those days where things click, because it's just it's you yeah. learning your body, right? You gotta learn how it moves. You gotta learn how to land in certain positions. Yeah. But I don't have the flexibility Marcelo possesses. Mm -hmm. So for me, my learning process is a lot more of like, how can I use my body the way it moves yeah and the way it needs to and then just move. like leveraging time yeah. like my own time to flexibility and right. stretching where like him his learning curve is a lot more like how can he develop like an explosive strength yeah. that he can use with this vast mobility right that you already and then, have that yeah you and then probably want to rip it off the ground yeah and i so i have that explosiveness but like it's not i don't need to learn how to use that yeah. i got that but i need to learn how to how to not have my elbows explode <laughs> Between the two of us, there's a good lifter somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, amazing, nice. I'm gonna cut that right quick. Nice, perfect. I'm gonna shift these a bit sooner too. Move those a bit closer. That's fascinating. That uh, you each have like a very, very, very different. It seems like upbringing into the sport of mm. weightlifting, and how do your kind of upbringings help your mindset and approach to training? Pierce, want to answer? Um, okay. My mindset, at least when it comes to upbringing, was hard. Yeah. Like a common quote, 
at my place was like, drink a cup of cement, harden the fuck up. <laughs> so drink a cup of cement yeah. and harden um, the fuck up. Twice so for me, <laughs> for me training, just because I have such a long history, I just I know like certain numbers that I should be at. Yeah. So when it comes to like the pursuit of bigger numbers. I'm usually pretty hard on myself, but I'm really good at just dialing in. Nice. I'd say my mindset is just kind of, like, just because I've had it trained in me, especially, like, from an old school trainer like my dad, I've had the ability to just kind of stick to it, like the chicken, broccoli, rice thing. Like, I totally, like, advise against it, but I can do it, and I happen to do it (laughs) just because it's, it can be a lot easier. Um... But the with with the weightlifting, it's really hard, and I do find myself doubting myself a lot. But I think just like that routine that we spoke about earlier, like just showing up, mm-hmm. keep working, and then that the learning uh, you're talking about, how it just opens more doors. Like I just yeah. I go there to learn, and I go there to just uh, do my best. But like I'm hard on myself. Like I go there, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure. There's questions about my sanity. I use I use uh, I use anger definitely as a definitely as a motivation, a... maybe even as a performance enhancement. <laughs> like yeah, I might be on the dark side a bit, but uh, dude, that's awesome. That's the way yeah. I I do it. It was fun to watch you compete. And by the way, I have the photos. I got us in you guys. So right on. Yeah, we'll grab them awesome. upstairs after if you guys uh, have a minute. But anyways, um, I forgot. I was like, I have to tell you guys, or I'm gonna forget. So I really enjoyed watching you guys compete mainly, especially I get amped up when it's absolutely quiet and then it goes quiet to chaos. So like you're lifting up your weight and you're yeah. yelling, you're like, come on, <laughs> come like, on, oh, no. like, here we go, I'm getting Yo, jazzed up. Those ones were tame compared to some of the other ones we've had it like. That was tame. Oh, I bet. Oh, yeah, he only awesome. yelled it like twice, like that's weak. <laughs> yeah. I want to like be a fly on the wall one day when you guys train. Yeah, just sure. to experience that because I love that kind of like we have it similar minus the like the yelling but it's very like it's definitely um, specifically aggressive like we're going to be like yo rip his fucking arm off yeah like yelling all, like and it's like well the guy's in a position to fucking do that yeah so but it's not nearly as like loud and angry too much so like it's a very it's a different but same like you channel a form of aggression to kind of get yourself to that in that state that you need to be to mm-hmm. I guess, achieve your goal yeah accomplish your task yeah so Mar- uh, marcel what do you um what do you uh attribute your like mindset to like how do you kind of use your like upbringing which is very unique from uh pierce's to okay so one of the things that kept me in weightlifting versus powerlifting is the technicality of it yeah. and then like I've just always been a very technically oriented person. Yeah. Since I was little, like, I'd play with Lego and, like, destroy those, like, like, I would just tear it up with the Lego instructions and parents were always like, oh, like, like, how can you determine, like, which block goes where? Like, like, I've always had that attention to detail. Mm. Then even, like, in the music that I listen to, I, I like heavy metal, not because it's, well, I do like the aggression and stuff, it's kind of therapeutic in its own sense. But I also love the complexities and nuances of like the drums or the guitars yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, and then even in high school, I did hurdles. So it's like the 100 meter dash, 
but you're also jumping like that's an extra little, yeah, little twist more technical on it. to it. Yeah. So the way I saw powerlifting versus Olympic is it's like powerlifting with that extra little flair, a little bit, a little mm -hmm. bit more to it. So I was just really fascinated and attracted to that. So each time I go, like, there are days where I'm a little frustrated because it's not moving the way I want. Yeah. And then, like, if I'm able to take something away and then improve myself, even if it's, like, half a kilo, mm -hmm. or I'm feeling less lightheaded, that is one of the metrics that I like to use. So, yeah. like, when I when I lift, I'm like, yo, I'm not lightheaded. F fuck yeah. Like, Interesting. Like, that's yeah. just... I, I like amassing these small victories. Yeah. And then, looking back in the last year, it didn't feel like I was, like, progressing day after day. Mm -hmm. But then, like, if I take notes on that training session is like yeah there's small victories and then you can really see like like baby steps they do add up mm -hmm. so I, I guess it's the weird form of discipline and then like just enjoying what I'm doing right I don't know and also like like when you're sitting still at, at a desk job all day yeah just like sometimes things happen you get frustrated at work and then at a commercial gym, you can't really, like, throw weights on the floor, but, like, when you slam down a bar, it, it feels pretty good. It's, it's, it's cathartic. Yeah. It, it's, it's nice. It unlocks something primal, I guess. Yeah. That's so really cool. That's kind of where my mind's at. Do you... You touched on it real quick uh, there, but do you journal your workouts on you guys? I yes and no, I eh? started, I did, but I feel like... Well, I, I tried to digi digitize digitalize it yeah it was on my phone yeah and then there were too many entries and then shit started lagging real bad <laughs> so i got a little lazy but i do kind of keep like like whenever we go for records or something we do have someone recording and then i just draw a little like write a little note in my phone like this is this way and then it has the date already oh, nice. so it's kind of logged in a way um but i don't journal as much as i should i know yeah. that it should be religious but we don't no, I I, yeah. I take the small victories as they come, but I don't journal it too too religiously. No. no. Yeah. As you get further on that learning curve too, like, like you kind of know. Like when I first started, I was like, yeah. like I was writing like snatch and jerk. Like I didn't even know what I was doing. It's clean and jerk, right? So I was making all these mistakes, journaling. <laughs> it's it's, and like whereas powerlifting is just you kind of go there, lift the weights, and you got to work on form and your strength, and then you just got to recover, eat, 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 sleep, sleep, sleep. Mm -hmm. With the weightlifting, like writing it down, understanding it, learning it, looking at like, oh, look, it's like these are like this, this much volume, like yeah. this structure, this structure, you kind of learn it. But then like we have the same trainer and I'm not saying we only do the same things, but we do now just because we train so often Number and so similar. specific. There's only two lifts, right? Um, and our gym is so limited to equipment. Yeah. Like, it's not like we can be like, oh, incline dumbbell press PR. Like, we, we can't do that. We don't have the ability. So because there's so little range for exercise, yeah. it's rather easy to just keep it, like, uh, under under wraps. Plus, we have it written on our wall. Right. Like, our record wall. Yep. So do we journalize? Not as much as we should, but it is there, though. Yeah. Like, there is, there's definitely, there's order to the chaos for sure so i guess what when it comes to journaling stuff it's interesting that you guys have that you i feel like you do but in like a different way if you're not like you make the note of like oh i felt lightheaded or my back was sore after my fourth round with brady 
you know like that's kind of how i document my workouts different kind of i used to do like you said like more specific mm -hmm. right but i find i do think it's important to do it but i think you could still achieve your goals without it yeah right? with that. yeah to an extent so i think it's being aware of what like just okay i'm here and then going back i think it's it's just like you said like in a different form you know, like mm -hmm. it's on the wall I have it in my phone. Like, yeah, no it's way. somewhere. But if it wasn't, I don't know. I don't know if it would just you just fail your like your journey to whatever you wanted. Yeah. But it's helpful. Eh? I definitely think so. Like today, my metric was, or the other day was, um, how I felt after a run of night shifts. Nice. Right, and I, I can't train during the day. Everyone's working, and mm. then so then I'm working. Everyone's sleeping. So like, there's metrics like that, and sometimes like. You can't really just journalize, like, you know, yeah. not sleepy after four nights. <laughs> well, you could, but it'd be so hard to keep track of. Yeah. And a lot of it is so subjective, too, that, like, okay. like the lightheadedness example or how tired you are. Like, yeah. you, you, there's no unit of measure. <laughs> so yeah. if it's, like, one rep maxes, two rep maxes per exercises, sure, by all means, journal. It takes two seconds, really. I'm just... Again, like I said at the beginning, I'm, I'm kind of lazy when it comes to pens and pencils, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, anything academic, no taking is like, goddamn. Something I'm definitely trying to improve on. <laughs> Let bring that be clear. Bring a tape recorder, eh? <laughs> yeah, but like, I trick myself into journaling it by just like, just like, like my Instagram is like I don't care much for social media, yeah. but I'm basically using it as a diary of my competition results. Yeah, so like sense. the two of them that I've had are like. I think my first post was like the engineering graduation or something. So it's like kind of a form of mm. of chronicling my accomplishments, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That's all it is. That's an interesting one. I think using social media as that tool to journal or document your life, whether it be failures or successes. Yeah. I think that's something that I've tried to use the pot, uh, not the pocket, sorry, but a tool for whether it be the podcast or different things, but. I love social media as like a, what it is for me is the tool to connect to anybody anywhere anytime. Yeah. Right. Yeah. These people get like hundreds of messages or people have like requests or whatever, but like they can see it on their phone in their hand right when you send it. Yeah. You know, if you know, they follow you or whatever the weird like logistics behind it to uh, prevent them from seeing it right away. But you can see this stuff right away, which is, pretty cool mm. and that's where i'm like okay i hate social media for what it can do yeah but that's a i get to control that yeah double-edged right. sword exactly it's yeah, yeah. it's got a lot of drawbacks but i mean i don't use it too much i use it to keep mm -hmm. in touch with my my few friends um and they get like chronicling some accomplishments mm -hmm. <laughs> i think like yeah. the like i've had instagram for like seven years or something but what the first time I posted was like two years ago. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like I don't, I don't care. No one wants to see selfies. Yeah. Hey man, you, you'd be surprised. Yeah. Okay, no one wants to see my selfies. Yeah. You'd be surprised. Don't be surprised. Yeah, shit. Uh, I, see your I, selfies I apparently don't know what the though. people want. <laughs> you should ask them, dude. You are yeah, what the people yeah. want, dude. I used to just do. Stop it. <laughs> Every day, I've never gotten as much engagement ever on a post anything as when I would do like I do like uh, I got rid of the app. Mm -hmm. Right, because I just don't want to browse, so now I can't post stories. I can only post actual photos okay. on okay. my laptop, uh. so I can't post stories. I can't see whose followers have it. It's weird the 
like way that I'm kind of hindered with it uh, through my laptop, not on my phone. But what I've been able to use is I can't do my jokes. Uh, and yeah. I love those, dude. Like, I never get nearly as much engagement on anything except those. Yeah, I love those. Take, like, thanks, man. Those take, like, the, like, the top of the, top of the cake, top of the mountain, cat's meow, whatever you want to call it. You take the cake, man. Like, there's, I think the best one I hit, I hit it, I was leaving uh, my house, and somebody's like, yo, you forgot to do it today. I was like, <laughs> right so on. I messaged, this is in, like, June, and I go, Today marks. I found a really good one. And it was like today marks 100 days sober, and I sent it. But I, I, and then I sent the punchline. But I was on my way home. Like I was on my way somewhere, and then I didn't post the punchline. And so when I got to that place, my phone's like blowing up. I'm like, what's going on? There's like 30 bro. people. Yeah, everybody's saying that right here. Exactly. So they're like, oh man, congrats. That's huge. I can't believe this. this is such a big accomplishment for you. You know, I didn't even know you were struggling with it. Better. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then I, but my punchline, I guess, failed to upload. Mm. Where my, like the punchline was like, I'm one, uh, today marks 100 days sober. Not in a row or anything, just in total. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> Killer. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, wait. Aha. Uh-huh. You got me. I can't believe I got yeah. me. This one chick was like, you just drank in my house an hour ago. <laughs> and I'm like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a fucking joke. But... Oh, a lot yeah, of those jokes so, you post are like so tastefully horrible. I love it. <laughs> you yeah. told me exactly. Right. I, was like, I was like, yeah. That's what yeah. you go for. I, I love that. That little bit of cringe. But like, yeah, it's good. It's just enough. Just enough. Just enough to not go, I hate this guy. I'm going to delete him. But just enough to make you go. Yeah, it's a fine line like, you right. Yeah, it's, oh, dude, there's some times where some people fire me ones, and I'm like, ooh, ooh. I can't use that. I'll <laughs> use it just a little to tell too people. polarizing. Yeah, dude, there's some, like, I don't know, there's, like, my favorite that's, like, I thought would be polarizing, but it was, like, uh, I was, like, did you hear about the kidnapping at school? And it was, like, I can't believe you're going to make a joke about it. I'm, like, don't worry, he woke up. And they're, like, uh-uh. oh, so, but as a tool, that's what I like to do because it's like if everybody's complaining or giving facts about governmental BS or everybody's yeah. a medical expert, yeah. um, I'm just like, how about I just make everybody go? Oh, I really appreciate guy. it. Yeah. 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 So that's kind of that. Like those reasons are why I like it as a tool. But past that and like the documentation of what you're doing and like the journaling to see kind of cool progressions and stay in touch with people, it's like past that, it's not really. I don't see much use for it. Yeah. Like, I've even... Well, I've tried to, like... I've tried a few times to make, like, some fitness Instagrams. Yeah. I just found, as I moved to Sudbury, there's a lot of young men pushed in the wrong direction. There's, like, a lot of druggies here. Yeah. Um, A lot of, like, just, like, ill-advised people. So I've always tried to get, like, some engagement on social media, and Mm -hmm. I could never do it. Like, I could never get an audience. I could never find the time to do something i can never find it to be worth it yeah you know um maybe if i put up some jokes i might be like an unsung hero like <laughs> you yourself do, i'll let you know when i get the ab again this way we don't but, cross uh, paths yeah the, enga- <laughs> the engagement i find is really weird and like you know how to get engagement like just look at any tiktok or viral video yeah. like there's a there's definitely a recipe but it usually at the lower a standard fairly low yeah and more often than not guys like us don't really want to do that exactly you know, it's like this kind of goes against the majority of the moral yeah <laughs> morals i have you know yeah. they're tattooing things on their face i'm like, yeah i'm good i'm yeah. all right you know i'll just keep doing my thing um i found it it's very very interesting it's something that 
uh, this guy Troy Borger had pointed out to me, he's like, dude, I post good and bad because it's as much as it's a documentation of what we're doing or like telling each other what, like why we're using it for certain things. But I found, he said, he's like, if you use it for like just not a highlight reel, but to show people like how, like be authentic, right? It's yeah. a matter of if I think people like right now, especially everybody's trying to be like everybody else, right? You see a bot, somebody kicking a bottle cap off a bottle. Now everybody's doing it. Yeah. We don't even know yeah, where it started. Chambers. Right. <laughs> it's a lot. It is. And it's one of those things I'm like, uh, you know, everybody's trying to be like everybody else. So I think it's just, if you're authentic and you're doing your own thing and you'll gravitate to, and you like, you're open about what you're doing and why you're doing it and what you're trying to like attract those people find you. Hmm. And then yeah. that engagement happens, right? Like yeah. people like you, people like a uh, handful of others, similar, um, like will respond and engage with those like the yeah. little jokes. And I'm like, oh great, you know, like that's cool. You know, it's cool if it makes people laugh. I'm like, awesome. If it you get to connect to strangers and then sit down with them for an hour or whatnot to talk about why they've made the decisions or how they're here. I don't know it's pretty cool. So it's yeah. a pretty cool thing when it's used that way. Absolutely. So. Yeah, I love that. Like the camaraderie and like yeah. just that's one thing. Like I find social media has just kind of stripped that away from us. Hmm. Even like people down the street. Like sometimes I I, I was taking my nephew through a, a drive-through, and uh, I said howdy to the the girl handing me my coffee, and he felt super embarrassed. He's, he's nine years old. <laughs> <clears throat> But, like, we're Canadians. We're supposed to yeah. be happy and yeah, bubbly like, and polite. And, yeah. and we're not. And I'm, I'm noticing, yeah. I don't know if it's the pandemic or if it's, like, social media keeping us to the wayside from just talking. Yeah. But, God, is it ever nice to just talk, say some jokes. Yeah. Like, like nothing's really as serious as it is, you know? Like, no. You see, like, lots of people on their deathbed are, like, usually laughing or trying to just kind of make everyone else happy. And you're like, as if. Like yeah. this, your final moment, but in reality, like it's just, it's like just about spreading that happiness. Yeah. Like through the smallest of jokes, does it ever go far? That's why I called you an unsung ever. hero. Like it's, it really is awesome. Yeah. Like that's it wicked. Yeah, <laughs> like it just. Yeah. Yeah. And like little things, especially, and I think you were right. It, I think it could attribute to a bit of, I think, the pandemic does play a big part in it. And as much as we're all trying to move past it, I don't think, I think it is here to stay. I think the way like, like the virus is, I think we're just going to mitigate it and change it and add these variants and whatever. I'm not going to get into the po politics of it um, or even the health aspect of it for that matter. But the way I kind of look at that is I'm like, I've, I value the show more than ever since the pandemic kind of started doing like mm -hmm. the first six on Zoom and then Patty being the first one since the pandemic started to do it in person because like stuff was lifted. So that was really cool and then being able to meet people through this show has been like is kind of like right now huge like how do you meet how do you meet strangers right now how do you meet people you don't there's zero LA's. Well, yeah nobody's everybody's online you yeah. know you i was like hey my oh, social yeah. circle is less than that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> right? you're like oh i've been hanging out with less than 10 people for years now but <laughs> But that kind of like, it's really cool because then it's like all these people, I'm like, oh, they're going to be like friends, you're going to train together, do all this stuff, you know, like, like, I'm kind of, it's weird how I'm kind of subconscious, not subconsciously, but I'm not intentionally trying to surround myself with cool, good, mm. well people, but 
it's kind of happening that way, which is the whole like manifestation of it, right? Where you're right. like, hey, like I'm just trying to be a good dude and authentic, and then it's like it brings those people, right? Yeah. So I I really like that aspect of uh, what we're doing here. But as we kind of get to the end, um, do you guys have one kind of parting lesson or thing or quote that you kind of want to share that you think uh, that you learned or that was uh, very important that you think uh, could be passed on well? Oh, man. I never even thought about this. Like, we talked about, like, having rehearsed script or anything. Like, I did not think of anything. A part, like, a parting message. Yeah. Maybe just that, that proactiveness we were talking about. Being proactive or... Um, try new things. Try new yeah, things and, and make get a routine going. Get a routine going. Be proactive. Say howdy. Say howdy. <laughs> you know what I mean? to live by, brother. <laughs> and uh, if you got to harden up, drink a cup of cement. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Yep. Awesome. This is great. Right on. This is a lot of fun. Yeah, gentlemen, I really, I really am grateful for your time today. I know you guys are busy guys and you got a lot of things going on, so I appreciate you carving some time out on your Saturday for me. And uh, sorry you couldn't get to the meet today, but I'm, uh, I'm stoked to have you in the studio and uh, look forward to seeing you guys again. Yeah, so, absolutely, dude. Right on. Gentlemen. Right on. Thank you. Thank you.